What's up, guys? Welcome to Powerline Podcast. My name is Ryan Lucas. I'm the founder and host of the show. All right, Powerline Podcast is now solely owned and supported by Quanta Services. Quanta is the largest skilled labor workforce in North America. Therefore, they own the largest amount and employ the largest amount of line workers in North America. Uh, come connect with us on social, uh, on Instagram at Quanta Services, or check us out online at quantaservices.com. All right, guys, episode 89. Episode 89 is with a very special guest all the way from the island of and country of New Zealand. Super cool to talk to Emily Flynn. Um, I had a great conversation with her. We talked about a host of subjects from crew dynamics to mental health and, of course, being a female in a male-dominated trade. We got into some great discussions. Some She had some great advice and comments on these things and can't wait to get this one out to you. She's a rad person and... I always love hearing the perspective from people from another country. It's just so cool. All right, before we jump into the episode, I just want to say I love hearing from you guys and connecting with you online. So feel feel free to jump on social. Uh, you can find me at Powerline Podcast on Instagram. Please take a screenshot of the episode, take a photo of your dashboard, post it to your stories, tag me in it. Let me know what part of the episode you like the best. And if you want to hear anything else on these episodes, feel free to post it on there as well. So thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate each and every one of you, whether you're a newbie, a new time listener, or a long time listener. I love and appreciate you. All right, let's jump into episode 89, Emily Flynn. Thank you for getting up early and uh, spending your morning podcasting. This is uh, Thank you. Honor. Thank you for having me. It's really a real privilege to be able to come and chat with you. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, I I had Jimmy on, uh, well, it was a while ago now, probably a year. And yeah. it was it's just great to talk to people from other parts of the world. I get yeah. so many interviews, obviously from the Canadian and American perspectives of line work and life in general. And um, it's cool to talk to people from other places. So thanks for taking That's the time. Really to um, so first off, like, like you were just talking about, you've, probably listen to a couple of the episodes. I keep them pretty uh, chronological, I guess, just walk your way through one's life. So let's start with where you're from. Well, uh, I'm from New Zealand, born and bred here in uh, Hawke's Bay, which is the east coast of the North Island. So we have a lot of beaches and wineries here. Um, Yeah, I've traveled the world as a nanny previously to um, this job and um, I came back and just wanted to get a trade and here I am back at Interesting. home. Where did, yeah. you tra- where did you travel to? Have you been to Canada? Uh, I was in Melbourne first for about uh, eight years um, and then I moved over to London and did a, the two-year working visa over there. So I uh, yeah, nann- nannied in both London, uh, Melbourne and London and then um, the family I nannied for in London were very keen on world travel so uh yeah I was really lucky it took me to a lot of places and a lot of countries that I would never have even thought to even go to 
so so you yeah. would go with them like you would travel with yes, them and yeah, oh, yeah, I travel with them. yeah yeah so um it was a really it was a really nice gig it was um business class flights and five-star resorts and you know that real like life nanny stuff so yeah it was it was awesome it was an amazing experience how does one get hooked up with an experience like, like to just to even do that well i was um I, I was in working in hospitality and hospitality is a painful industry to, to work in <laughs> I and I moved, I moved started with it in New Zealand and then I moved over to Australia to do it and I just was sitting in at the bar one day and I was like this sucks what kind of job can I do that's like Monday to Friday I get to be outside get to be by the beach and you know do whatever I want to do and I was just chatting to a customer about it and they were like, why don't you do nannying? And I'm like, is that a thing? I thought that was just like, you know, you just see it on the movies or you read it about it in books. And I didn't, I didn't really think too much about it. And I was like, okay. And I just bluffed my way through a couple of interviews and then that's how I got into it. That's yeah. so cool. I like that. Like just diving into something that it's like, I yeah. don't know how this is going to go. Let's give it a yeah. try. Well, I really liked kids. I mean, you know, I, I, I liked kids anyway. So I guess that's probably um a, a good thing as well which sort of led me into it I was yeah did you yeah. did you end up enjoying the job too oh yeah I love the job yeah it is it, it is something that I often think oh could I go back and do it but I've kind of not looked after other people's kids for a while now while now so I'm like no nah, probably not <laughs> <laughs> how, how long did you do this for uh, it was about 10 years all up. Oh, wow. Yeah, about 10 years, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, like, how, yeah. explain some of the places you went to. Uh, so, I went to a lot of Europe, uh, and I went to uh, India and Bhutan. Have you heard of Bhutan? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd never heard of it, and 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 when um, that was probably the most amazing place I went to was Bhutan because it's so sort of set back in its its days, and and you've got to have um, you know a tour guide, and you've got to pay to be in the country, and all that sort of stuff. So it's not some somewhere you can just oh we should go to Bhutan in that holiday. You know, it's you've got to be explain where it is and like what it's like what what's all it's about. north of um, it's north of. India okay. in the um in I think it's North India and like west of Kathmandu I okay. think and and near Nepal yeah yeah so it's um just just beautiful just big rolling hills and like sort beautiful of, countryside beautiful culture yeah, and all that yeah too. yeah and you see you know you you see like the the old woman there and they're walking around and they're like the the outfit that they wear and it's like a um it's all like thick, heavy, thick material skirts and jackets. And the guys wear sort of, I, I mean, I don't know what they're called, but they're like skirts and jackets and sashes and all that sort of stuff. You know, they're carrying big baskets on their heads and, you know, and that's how they live. And you're yeah. just like, oh, it's so amazing because you just, we just, you don't see that, you yeah. know, in, you know in, in our countries it, anymore. And it's just, yeah, how they live. India was another place where you see, see the way people live in India and a lot of it's, very sad, but it's also just so amazing to see that people still live how, you know, our ancestors would have lived like a hundred, two hundred years ago. Yeah. That's how they still live. 
I have a good friend, uh, a good friend that I just lived down the street from now that was on a travel show called departures, um, departures aired for like three years. And this group of Canadians, they kind of took you to every place in the world that you ever thought would be cool to travel to. And they, they did it in like, uh, it was a, they were almost like vlogging before vlogging was even a thing. Oh, yeah. and, and they make some cinematic stuff in there too, like like B-roll and vlog, like stuff. Vlogging never even was a thing at the time they were doing this. And anyway, mm. um, he said India was the most interesting place, just constant dichotomies, like the, the rich, like beautiful stuff. And then just death and decay <laughs> besides yeah, like yeah, very very yeah. different uh what's the most interesting place you went to besides besides those two places um uh japan oh neat japan was really cool uh oh i just i i, I can't really hard to answer that question japan. right like, yeah, yeah because like i went to japan and i went to the Philippines and and we um, were on a houseboat a boat in um, in the Indonesian um, ocean and you know we island hopped around there and um, dived with manta rays and you know all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff it's Maldives you know um, uh, Machu Picchu did all of South America and just yeah just really the the world is so amazing and I'm just I'm so happy that it's like all open now and all these places are available to go to again. It's amazing. This family yeah. that you were nannying for, um, were they just like into travel or were they actually working while they were in these places? Or? Uh, they were, um, they could, they could work away from home. Mm. Uh, and, um, the, the biggest trip that we did was six months and wow. it was because they were uh, renovating their house. <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> wow. Like, that's let's, awesome. Let's, let's travel for six months while while our house is being renovated, and I'm like, okay, sweet. Wow. So no, <laughs> no living through it and living in a rental <laughs> down the street. Yeah. Oh, we did. There was a bit of a bit of hustling with you know we moved into a new house and uh, you know a rental while it was being done. Um, sure. Yeah, but but then when when that came up, I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm keen for that. <laughs> <laughs> so what did uh, what did your mom and dad do? My mum is a, uh, she's trained as a nurse and at the moment she's um, uh, managing a um, a hospice here in Hawke's Bay. Yeah. So she, um, she's, yeah, she's amazing at her job. She's very caring and, um, and it's nice to have a, a nurse as a mum. Well, you know, it, it was what yeah. growing up, it was sort of like you're being a hypochondriac to just take some Panadol and off you go. But now as an adult, you know, when you get sick, she's like, Oh, come and stay. We need to look after you. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... And my dad, he, um, he's a horticultural manager for McCain. Oh, nice. Rain foods. Nice. Yeah. Um, is, is Hawks Bay, like, have you always lived in this area? Uh, yes. Aside from moving okay. overseas. Yeah. 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 I sort of left, I left when I was uh, about 21. So, uh, yeah. So I was sort of at home and then moved out, did a bit of, um, flatting, uh, and then, then made the jump over to Australia. Fantastic. So I asked the question to everybody cause it's super interesting and everyone's got such a unique story of like how they actually found the trade. How did you find yeah. the trade? How did you get into line work? How did you just well, decide one day, like, that's what I want to do? <laughs> much. 
Well, I, well, I, um, I came back from overseas and I wanted to get a trade uh, because I didn't go to university and that did, none of that interested me. Um, and then obviously I didn't, I'd had enough of other people's children. So I, uh, I looked at doing an electrical uh, apprenticeship to be an electrician. And I found, I found that even like three, four and a half years ago now that I struggled to get into a company because I was a female in, in Hawke's Bay. Um, a lot of, a lot of the companies here at the time were still owned by the older generation that were like, no things, you know, sure. and and I had a just happened to have a um my one of my dad's friends works for the company that uh, the network company here in Hawke's Bay, and they were doing a big intake of uh, trainee we call them line mechanics linemen here yep. in Hawke's Bay, and he was like, you know, would you be interested in doing that? And I was like, I don't even like. I don't, I've never ever noticed a power pole in my whole life. Like I just, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I didn't know anything about electricity. You know, I was like, oh yeah, I'll be an electrician. But I just, yeah, he, he said, this is what you do. You climb poles and this and that, whatever. And I was like, that sounds kind of cool. And yeah, so I ha had my interview with, um, with the boss and, and I said, well, I'd be really keen to start straight away. Cause I just come back for, from, um, London, uh, overseas and yeah, so I, I signed my contract, got a big body bag full of gear, harness, tools, everything, and got sent out to our training center. And they were like, right, here's a ladder, put it on your shoulder, throw it up, climb to the top. And I'm like, fuck, okay. Oh, sorry. That's all good. It's the internet. You can swear. <laughs> well, I really was like that. Yeah. And, and I climbed to the top of this ladder, which was, you know, to, to the height of like LVM is eight or nine meters and I put my belt on and I was like shit this is this is quite high but I'd already kind of I dived right in and I was like oh well here we go this is it and now I just I love heights yeah, yeah. so a couple things to unpack there that's uh, that's awesome um what do you think it is it just just like you say older generation but what's the like what's what's the mind frame like why was there in your mind like not an acceptance there and then what was the difference between when you finally found somebody that was like yeah cool you're just it's female yeah. male like whatever I think that, yeah i think that they they just i mean yeah four years ago it's, it just wasn't that common to have females coming into trades like it was really yeah, it just it, it just wasn't a thing, and so so for the older generation of say fifty plus ish, I guess uh, they was yeah no they've got all these guys that work with them, and I guess women just don't they they look at women and they don't see women as being strong and independent because they don't know any different. That's sure. that's really how it is. They're they're uneducated and really what women can do and what women are capable of. And, and I think that's, that's why, yeah, a lot of them were just like, mm, no thanks. Do you feel like that's changing from what definitely. From your perspective? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When I came into um, this company, there was a lot of tiptoeing around me. I was the first um, female trainee line, lineman and 
there was a lot of tiptoeing and oh watch what you say and don't say that and don't swear there's a lady and there's a lady present you know and it's just yeah. I'm thick skinned and I you know and I've got a lot of guy friends so for me I was like guys relax it's you know it's not a big deal you know we can have this banter you know you know male banter you know and, and yeah. I'm on I'm side with all of that so yeah yeah it's it's it was it was a little bit um hard to break the ice at the start but now it's just I'm just part of the part of the, the is, voice now is there uh is there a few other women like you said like there was a couple coming in is there a few others that you've worked with or had the ability to um, chat with about the trade itself yeah so I had uh um two others two other girls come in about four months after me and then we went through our training together and we're like best friends now. We all stick together and then and we've had a few other girls that have come in since then. And it's nice because we are kind of, we've got a really good, really good relationship all together and we all support each other and we're all going through the same stuff as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nice to have that support as well. Um, but we also have like support over, the internet as well like we've like you know you've got some girls over there in um canada and and some in america that we've just followed each other on instagram via um you know other um pages and it's really cool to just have this kind of like network within you know yeah. us girls and we're all doing the same work it's 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 awesome yeah do you feel it's a similar uh, similar situation no matter where you are or where these ladies are in the world? They're running into the same scenarios, like you're all running into the same things. Is there anything that's yeah, different that, that some of you are running into depending I I, on like culture? Yeah, I don't think so. Like I had, I had a, a girl message me on Instagram the other day and just said, look, I've just got into, I can't remember if she was in. I can't remember where she was, um, but she said she's just got in to uh, her training and she said, you know, have you got any advice for me? Because, you know, uh, yeah, can you help me out with, you know, any any good advice or any tricks of the trade or whatever? And I said, there is really, there's no tricks of the trade really. You just got to hold your head up and just get on with it. It's, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, for us, yeah, for the girls, I mean, we have our um, our girl issues or whatever, you know, sure. between us. But it's it's all the same, yeah. Is there anything, like, uh, I'm just purely curious because I'm in a position where I get thousands of questions all the time as well. Is there any advice from yourself to a guy on what to say and how to answer some of those questions. Cause the way the direction I always go with it is like, for one, my personality, I've always like, I'm going to treat you the same as I would treat anybody. Like I, I don't, I don't necessarily see male or female. If you can do the job, you can do the job. If you can't, you can't, whether you're male or female and I will let you know, but is there any like advice that you could give the male side of it on how to answer some of those questions? I guess I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like you say, you don't you don't see male or female, but I guess it's I guess you sort of have to really just think about being considerate of people in general. You know, like if if you can do the job or you can't do the job, 
yeah, it's yeah, it's about being considerate of people in general. Get, and women are women are more sensitive, obviously. Sure. But coming into a job like this, you have to be a thick-skinned woman anyway. So, like, I've come in and I've had I've had shit from guys, and I've been really upset about it, and I've gone home and I've cried about it, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in this job? You know. And then, but then, but then it's you. The best thing to do is talk it out. If you've got a problem yeah. with someone, or someone says something that you were just like, nah, that didn't sit right with me. You just have to have it out in a conversation. Yeah. It's that's the best way to be able to move on and have good relationships with people is just talking, just talking. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I hear, I hear what you're saying about um, like, you do have to treat the individual for who they are as well. Right. So you got to be sensitive yeah. to like whether they're a sensitive person or else they'll just shut down or whether they're not a sensitive, yeah. maybe it takes getting really upfront and that whole alpha per- persona or whatever. I've had it both ways as well. Like i a bit of a more sensitive person naturally. And I used to find that the same way. I had people that would yell and scream at me and say what all kinds of nasty stuff. And I got to go home and almost cry about it as well. Just like, Oh man, what am I doing? Like, this isn't me. Like, I don't like, I don't fit in that world. So yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, treat the, treat the personality as best you can. Yeah. 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 And, and it's just, yeah, just having the conversations. It's the best it's, it's what I've noticed in in this industry. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know what other industries are like, but I assume it's much the same. Sure. Is is that there there are lots of alphas and lots of egos, and it's really hard to. It's really sometimes it's really hard to try and hold your head up and move on when you just you just feel like you're surrounded by egos and you know and people saying stuff and. And, you know, you feeling like you're not as good as the other people, you know, and, and it's, yeah, just I've witnessed people having conversations and sort of clearing the air. And then it just it's it's really good. It's good. It's a good working environment when everybody's being upfront, honest with each other. That's a good point. I, I've I've dove into this topic a few times of like ego on the podcast because you're 100 percent right. And I, I'm curious, like trying to figure out what, what's the thing that breeds that within this industry. And it's, it's tough. Like, I guess it's just a combination of things. Like you just, it, the trade has a history of being tough. And Mm. like, I think from the past, that's what the past looked to bring into the next generation was that person that had a massive ego was, Oh yeah, we want that person in doing this job and it's trickling down and it is changing thank God, because it needs to change a little bit. Um, it's good to have a bit of it, but n- not to the sense that it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. We, we, yeah, this is, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did like, what did apprenticeship look like for you? Um, uh, so it's a, uh, it's about a two and a half year apprenticeship. So we, uh, we go in and we've got a training center, um, here in Hawke's Bay so we have a rig set up of about I think there's about eight poles sort of they're all um, all lined up with um, air brake switches and um, transformers and all that sort of stuff set up uh, there so we go we would go over there every oh, I think it's every like 
every five or five or six months, I think, go there for a week, a week course. Um, but in between those courses, we we're on the tools. We have a logbook, so we're logging what we're um, what we're doing, you know, and the times we're doing it, and people are, and you know, we've got our um, managers signing it off. Uh, and then, yeah, then we have a, at the end of it, we have a two week um, last block course where it's all of the, we, we do, we do um, sort of mini exams throughout uh, the two years at those courses. And then in the last one, we have a big one uh, with like electrical theory exam. And then we do a, a we re, um, rerun conductor. That's part of our, as, as we come together as a crew and we run run the wire out, um, yeah. and we've these judges there watching us, making sure you know we're doing, we're you know being vocal and um, all the right procedures and safety gear and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so oh, back two and a half years. That's interesting. Is there any uh, is there any like highlights from that that you um, struggled with or you excelled in or that you noticed that, that pieces of advice you could give going through something like that for someone new coming through? I think just, just ask questions. Hmm. If you, if you don't know, or you're struggling with something, um, just ask the, the group that I came through with, there was about 10 of us and and we, we all became really good friends from it because we all came from we, we were an older um, an older group of people so we were um, between the ages of like 25 and 30 um, I don't know what it's like over there if you yeah. see them come straight out of school but a few of us had it, already it, ver- it varies you could be yeah a few of us had already had you know that life experience and then and then we got into it so it was quite cool because we all balanced each other out. So when it came to like the theory, uh, the young, the younger guys who had just kind of come close out of school, they were able to help us older yeah. ones with paperwork and the and the numbers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it just and then uh, maturity yeah. and life experience you yeah. know, help out. <laughs> <laughs> That's something or- I noticed actually, like tra- training and being an instructor for the last year and a half or whatever that I did it. Um, I noticed, uh, especially good examples, like somebody coming out of the military for the United States, they they get a lot of recruiting out of the military into the trades and someone that has been through, you know, that four years or something of a military experience, the difference between they're both 25 years old, the one that hasn't done it, the one that has done it, they're completely different people. One's got a bunch of life experience and the other ones, you know, just come out of mom and dad's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, just, and that's that was exactly how our crew, our training group was. Yeah. Um, one of our, one of our boys is actually Jimmy's brother and he had just come out of the army, uh, the New Zealand army as well. Yeah. So he, so you, you're exactly yeah. right. The, the, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. We had, we had some kids and really not like it is what it is, but, some that were not even, they didn't even know how to like do their laundry kind of thing, you know? And so you're coming into this, like, imagine coming into line work in this trade and that wasn't even rough, really. <laughs> Just like trying yeah. to say how, how it is like, I'm sorry, but this is how welcome to life. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It can be hard. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or you get the guys turn up and like mums made these sandwiches. It's like, yeah. it's sweet. <laughs> 
Oh man. What did mum make you for lunch today? What's she putting you sandwich today? <laughs> did she make some for everybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you ask her to bake some cookies? <laughs> <laughs> so like what's the what's the work experience like since like so you've taught you've topped out you're a line mechanic now i love that you guys call it line mechanic i love that yeah that's really yeah cool. when we say line mechanic people are like what's that love it because you kind of you you like mechanics are vehicles and automotive and yeah yeah but but like you say oh line mechanic oh lineman oh lineman yeah or linesman whatever yeah well, that's the thing that uh, something that really irks me about North America. And it's just like, maybe I'm just seeing it cause I'm engulfed in North American social media, but I think we really need to be more open to how things are done around the world mm. and that things are like, okay. So great example is line mechanic, like the naming of things. Like, it's like, you know, yes. In America, they say lineman, it's lineman. That's it. Um, Line mechanics a great terminology. At Canada, we've often called it power line technician, is yes. what they call it in, in Canada a lot of the times. So like stuff like that. And then another thing I've seen that Americans really need to be more open minded about is like the use of different types of tools and equipment. Like they'll see they'll see on Instagram, they'll see a ladder, right? Like you're laughing because you know, right? They'll see a ladder leaning against a pole and they flip out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're not that's not you're not trained to do it that way here. Yeah. <laughs> you like, have why? to do it. Why is it so different? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you guys have to do it that way because your poles are harder and you can yeah, always climb them. It, you know, like, oh man. Oh. It's, I, I, yeah, I do. I, I, I see some of the trolling on, um, on, uh, uh, Jimmy's, um, New Zealand lineman page, you know, and you just like, like they're just some people are just so like narrow-minded tunnel vision. Like, how can there be any other way of doing this? Yeah. And like, I saw Jimmy put a post up the other day, and it was like, it was a, a post in Australia. It was a video of 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 something. I can't remember what it was, but someone commented and was like, "We're in like basically we're in New Zealand. Why are you sharing this?" And and Jimmy just commented back like. I just thought it would be good for everyone to see. And I messaged Jimmy with like, you know, this thing coming out of my ears, like, is this guy for real? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, I just, I think that that's like the, it gets, it goes back to the ego and it goes back to all of that stuff. It's like, for some reason, the culture of this trade is, has had this start of stuff bred into it. And mm. you've probably experienced it. I know I experienced it here. And when I talk to other people about it, they've all experienced a similar thing. And that similar thing is they they've all come across that one person that only has the one way of doing something. And that's the way, because that's the way they learned how to do it. But it's not, it's like telling somebody there's only one way to draw a face or draw, yeah. you know, like, yeah. no, there's a, thousands of interpretations of how to draw that face yeah, <laughs> you could be yeah. a picasso or you could be my four-year-old kid yeah like, they both see the same thing and i don't know that's the perspective we need to take on line work i think i think yeah like yeah. Op open your mind up a little bit i don't know what's well, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah yeah what's your thoughts yeah. on that like is that what you need to do like open like just be more open-minded or what could we yeah. do yeah 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 it's uh, the, there's a lot of it's a lot of work that goes into, you know, working on people for them to be more open-minded. But also I've learned um, 
recently that you know if pe- people are the way they are and if if they can't if they can't get their head around something or they really really annoyed you that's and that's just them being them that's something that you just have to let go and go you know what I'm not going to let that get to me that's that's if that's how they're going to be that's fine that's on them I can only do so much to show them that there's a different way or you know kindly tell them that you know they're being annoying or whatever but you know yeah sometimes it is if it's affecting you you just have to go this is this is sometimes my problem as well and I have to let it go and just accept that that's yeah that, that is what it is but it, yeah it's 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 nice to see when people have have, have changed their ways and are being more accepting of you know different things and different ways of doing it. and it's a prime example of having like women come into the industry and actually going actually this is actually all right and they girls bring something different to the table and different ideas and different ways of doing things and and then and it's funny to see later on guys picking up things that you that you know you do and you're like yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. sweet. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Like having empathy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. bringing that yeah. Like talking about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is good. It's really good. I know, like, I'm probably getting a thousand eye rolls out there right now, but it's like. Yeah, it, I imagine you will be. There'd be lots of trolls from us, probably. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. I talk about this stuff all the time, so it's nothing new. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it is great. It And it it forces, it almost forces you to like, look at yourself as like an individual and even outside of work. Like, um, I, I, like I mentioned, I had a a few foreman type individuals that were, they're pretty harsh, like at times, like extremely harsh because that's how they were raised in the trade. They were raised harsh, like (laughs) hardcore beaten down, like verbally, physically abused. Um, and so they, they naturally bring that into how they lead and in this trade and in this industry. And it really took, like, I saw myself heading down that, that road a couple of times um, and just doing it like, like yelling at people or just having that sort of attitude. And I just like, it never sat well with me and I actually had to go away from work and like, think, is this who I really want to be like in the end? Mm. Is is this what I want to be known for? Like, am mm. I, am I this person or mm. am I just like, was I raised this way and now I'm affecting this on somebody else. And it totally, it totally made me change. I, I looked at it and I was like, Nope, this isn't, that's not who I want to be. And did I still do it from time to time? Sure. But it, it wasn't like a purposeful thing I did and, and an attitude I adopted for the rest of my career was being a screamer or a yeller, or, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that, and the fact that you recognize that is really amazing as well, is that you've gone, mm, actually that, that was how I was brought up in, in the industry. And, and I'm not like that. And, you know, and you've gone away and gone, Oh, well, that's not who I want to be. And you come back with a different approach. And I mean, we all snap, but, yeah, you know, yeah. we all, we all get so wound up and frustrated by someone or something that you just 
crack the shit. And <laughs> for sure. We did, and it just it happens to everybody. But th- there are the guys that are like, oh, back in my day. And you're like, well, it's not your day anymore. You know, it's 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 a new day and you know, people are treated differently and it's just the way it is. So yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, work experience. Uh, what have you been able to do like you sit mainly in distribution stuff yes. underground transmission what do you what do you get into yeah so we are uh distribution uh underground and overhead um here in hawks bay so yeah we yeah it's it's a good variety you, we get um we, you know we do new subdivisions like running um new cable or overlays um of underground and then um just maintenance and not so much new builds of um, of lines here in Hawke's Bay because there's a lot of subdivisions going in in town. That's that's a sure. big thing at the moment. Um, but the maintenance of um, the lines out in the country and all that sort of stuff. So it's good. We we get a really good mix of of underground and overhead. Do you do um, yeah. uh, do you do a lot of um, like maintenance work, energized or de-energized mainly? What do you do? Uh, we do a, a little bit of LV work, energized, um, but but our we we have specific uh, uh, glove and barrier crews that do the oh, gotcha. um, overhead um, HV maintenance, um, but but most of it's shut down, uh, de-energized, yeah. Yeah, it's curious. I'm curious because uh, even like across Canada, you have different provinces that do different types. You know, there'd be a few different provinces that uh, don't really do much for energized work, and then others that do everything they do is is energized, mm-hmm. either with hot sticks or rubber gloves. Yeah, interesting. Um, what's some work that you'd like to get into? Is there anything else that interests you within the trade? Uh, what I what. I, I, I'm not done out in the field yet. Um, what I would like to get into eventually down the line line is um, project management and oh, yeah. or design. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. That's um, and within our company at the moment, um, there's a, it's a really good opportunity. You know, there's lots of opportunities to be able to grow within the company. Um, not necessarily away from line work if you didn't sure. want to, but but there is the opportunity to move. Um, we're a network owner and a network owner here in Hawke's Bay as well. So there's there's lots oh, of different interesting. avenues that you can take um, here. You know, if you want to try something different, totally different, you can. Or like you, you said, project management or design. Yeah. Like there's those yeah. those departments. So yeah, uh, so you, and they they provide a, a conduit for you to do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then, really and cool. they provide all the training and all that sort of stuff. It's a, it's a really, yeah, it's, it's a good, it was a really good career choice. Um, I've realized because yeah, it, it can take me anywhere yeah. within the company, within, you know, the trade and also anywhere in the world as well. I talk about it a lot. I love that aspect of line work, how it's almost like a dial. I use that reference a lot mm-hmm. too. It's just a dial. You can turn it up or turn it down or move it like, uh, for myself as well, spent 15 years on the tools and then decided, you know, family reasons, things like that. I moved into some management types of management roles and then I got into instructing and training and now I'm in marketing all within the yeah. same industry. Yeah. And yeah, it's really, really cool how like one industry 
um, can take you so many different places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really good that design, like that design background, is that something that like, that, is that interest to you in the past? Did you ever want to like be any sort of designer? You got like a creative side, creative background. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of, um, sewing. Oh, nice. That's cool. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's a little bit of a side hustle. I do a, um, yeah, must in my spare time. I do a bit of that, but I mean, it's totally different to, uh, no, design. it is. It, it is. Like, it is. Well, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a and I, and, yeah, that's, I think that's what I like. Really enjoy about the job as well is that you know there's a lot of um, different ways of doing things, and sometimes you have to be creative in a sense. Um, but also, if you've got a little bit of OCD, it's a it's quite quite nice as well because you know, and and with the guys as well, it's cool to see everybody gets in and everybody's got a. When we dress poles, you know, you see someone's got a new idea of like how how to do a dressing on the pole, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's nice, you know, or or um, you know, the way the cables run along the top of the arms and stuff like that, and you're just like, oh, you know, you pick up yep. different people's designs of of um of the work and yeah but design design in general i um i yeah i'm yeah i'm interested in it yeah very cool i've often said as well that uh like um power line work you know some people just laugh at it when you call it artwork but it it is it's a form of art it's definitely a form of artwork Mm -hmm. um to any other lineman that gives a shit about being a a lineman uh, when they look like they're calling like we're constantly looking at power lines driving oh my god like it's just no matter where you are in the world no matter who i have that conversation with you're looking at power lines and i still get busted i haven't really built power lines for 10 plus years I still get busted all the time looking mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I've never looked at a power pole before in my life. And now <laughs> I'm like driving down the street and I'm not even looking at the road. I'm just, you know, the, or you're like, Oh wow, that's a nice pole. You know, look at the jumpers coming up, you know, it's exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's there forever too. Yeah, I actually funny, right. funny story, a foreman of mine. And I got this, uh, I got this great photo and it's one of the only photos I have from back in my apprenticeship that I really like. And it's, it's a photo of me and my foreman or up on a 60 KV pole kind of on our hooks, like doing some work. And every so often he drives through Northern British Columbia and that's where this pole was. And he still sees that same pole. So this pole was old when we were on it. Like it must've been 40 years old when we were on it. We changed the insulators and had that photo taken and it's been, it's been 17 years and he still drives by it. And every time he drives by it, he takes a photo and sends it to me. It's the same pole. Like, <laughs> it's so cool though. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's neat. Only it's line cool to know that, like your, your, um, the work that we, you know, the upgrading, so we, you know, we've upgraded, um, you upgrade poles that are, you know, 50 years old or so. And then yeah. you putting these new ones in and you're like, you know, the next person that's, you know, will probably be gone by the time this, that this next pole needs to be changed or, you know, these ne- the next cable needs to be run or whatever. Yeah. It's, 
it's it's like a life cycle. <laughs> it's really neat to think about. And I have a friend that's working in San Francisco um, on the underground system. And I've had him on the show a few times, Ben Holmes, shout out to Ben, but he's, uh, he works in the underground systems in San Francisco and, and around California. And he's shot me a couple photos of like some old Edison cable and stuff. And I know it's just super cool. Like that it's probably been a hundred years, close to a hundred years mm. since anybody's touched that cable or since it was installed yeah. and you yeah. see these splices and stuff from that point. And yeah. I don't know. I it's really neat to see history. Um, Quanta also has a, a museum at the, uh, as a training facility I worked at in Texas. They have a really cool, cool museum with a bunch of old artifacts and stuff uh, from the line trade. And they've got this, uh, they've got this meter that you'd stick on, you know, like for metering power on the outside of your house. But this meter that they have there is a coin activated meter. So you can imagine just like giving your kids two bits or a nickel or something like that to here, go get us a half an hour of power so we can yeah. make dinner and they go outside oh, and drop coins in, in the meter. Like oh. I couldn't imagine that either. That's oh, so wow. Cool. Yeah. So that is really cool. Oh. God, imagine if that was like the way we live now. Oh, you know, in a way, I actually think it would be kind of cool. Like, I think we could get away with that. It would obviously be digital now or like you just go yeah, yeah, tap, yeah, tap yeah. your credit card or something. Yeah. But I would love yeah. to just go up to something and be like, I'd like to purchase a month. Dip, tap yeah. the card. And, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's good. I mean, do you think that if, if it was, <laughs> if that was the way we live now, we would obviously be more conservative with our power? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I think there's lots of things yeah. we could do. That's a little bit different. When yeah. It comes to, yeah. Um, okay. A couple things here. Uh, places you've worked. Describe your experience with crew dynamics. We've talked about it a little bit, but is there anything else um, that you've run into with regards to crew dynamics? Um. It's really, it's really interesting, you know, the different people that, that, that you work with and you, yeah, you, you work like for myself, like I work with these guys all day and then you end up knowing or working out or, you know, knowing their mannerisms and you really see people for who they are when they're working and then you see them out of, you know, and then you see them out of work and, and it's, and they're different or, you know, they, they'll go home to their family. We see them, you know, when we travel, um, our, the crew that I'm in at the moment, my foreman, you know, we work really close together all day, every day. And you pick up each other, pick up each other's habits and all that sort of stuff. And then we, we go home at the end of the day and he's ringing his wife and his kids and you're just like, Oh, you're so sweet, you know? And yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see, um, to just to work with different people and just, just, um, and different, um, the, you know, yeah. It's neat to, it's, it's, it's neat to like the, the brotherhood sisterhood is mm -hmm. an important part of this trade and like, it's like from that is where it comes from, you know, yeah. from that, from that spending a lot of time together, doing sometimes a dangerous job doing sometimes, you know, 
risk your work, but it's that, Hey, I got your back. If you got my yeah. back. And, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, we're all, we're all doing, we're all doing the same job, whether it's really hard or it's really easy. And it's what I love about um, the job and the, the crew dynamics is the support that you have as a crew, you know, when you, when you're working together as a crew and you're all supporting each other, um, that's, that's what, yeah, I, I really, I, that's what I really like about the job. There's nothing better than great crew chemistry. Yeah. Um, there's nothing yeah. worse than crew chemistry. That's not there. And <laughs> there's yes. nothing, nothing better than like a great crew. It just yeah. makes you really excited for going to work and doing yeah. the job yeah. and yeah. makes you feel safe and secure. And, yeah. And sense of achievement, is yeah. at, you know, at the end of the day as well, when you've worked really hard and you've accomplished something that, that was really hard or you thought was going to be really hard. And, you know, the end of the day, you can all have a high five and go, yes, okay, we got that done. Yeah. <laughs> On <to> the next one. <laughs> and that's one thing about line work. That's really cool. It's like you get that gratification sooner than you get it in a lot of other industries and a lot of other trades. Like it takes, you know, four months to build a house or whatever it mm -hmm. takes, but you know, maybe, maybe power line projects extend for a long period of time, but you'll get a, good piece of that project done fairly quickly and yeah. be able to look back and go, I built that. Yeah. I yeah. That. Yeah. that looks really yeah. nice. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then tell everybody about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you drive past it. See that one and that one. <laughs> um, how have you managed stereotypes? Um, like I know like lots, obviously male, female stereotypes, any others, like, how do you manage those? You just take them one for one and deal yeah. with them as they come. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you can do. You, yeah. It's this. Yeah. Um, is there any that you can break down a little bit? Any specific ones that come to mind that you're like, man, that was the wrong perception of. Um not really yeah it just yeah it, it really is just just taking taking ta just taking people as they come and and probably holding back um holding back and just sort of assessing a person or a situation before sure. acting um acting on on saying anything or doing anything yeah that's that's what i do yeah, I sure. I just sort of step back and just just hold my tongue a bit before. Um... Is there anything in the trade that uh, that you feel you excel at because you're female? Like that's directly female, really. Like the, I know it gets you get to pump yourself up a little bit here, but is there something in the trade though, like that you're like, you know what, we we do this better, and it's okay. Like that's good. Um. I think like I think the the nothing really like specifically um but I do think that the guys enjoy having a female around for I don't know if I should say it, but, you know, but for like the mothering side of things, you know, yeah. like, you know, just, just keep, you know, keeping the goots clean, keeping the trucks clean, organizing, oh, paperwork, all that sort of stuff. You know, it is what it is. Girls are good at that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, and we enjoy it as well. You know, we, we, yeah, we enjoy it. We enjoy all, all of the work. Um, but 
you know, to be relied to be relied on by um by the guys for for little things, you know, organizing things for them that they just either don't want to do or, or they're incompetent to do it or whatever. Um, it, yeah, that's that's it's it, just working together with them as well, and it sort of makes you a part of the team when you can, you know, help out with those little things. Yeah. That it's it's massive. It's not no little thing. It was that was always something I that was pounded into me is I didn't really like it and I don't necessarily extremely excel it. Uh, I like tidy, clean lines and a tidy house, but I don't like the process of actually doing it. <laughs> I don't know. That, I guess some people... really <laughs> and so like, it's, it's real work. And then I, it was always drilled into me to like in my bag of tools have a, you know, uh, something to clean the truck with and a little broom yeah. and like just always be doing something like, I don't know. What can, what can you really, what can you really do as a person just starting out? Like you, you don't have limited knowledge of what's going on around you, but you can clean a truck or stocks and stock of bins or yeah. tidy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, it's an important part of it, but like, if you can carry that forward, into mm. the rest of your career like that's a that's a great it's a great yeah. attribute yeah. to have even to, to just to do it without being told you know if it, you know just taking the initiative to go yes. oh it's an absolute bomb site this is me this afternoon you know yeah yeah, yeah. the upkeep of upkeep of um of the trucks and is and there anything that you've uh that you can openly say that you've struggled with that's something that you've continually continually had to work on to make sure you get better at um i i push myself really hard um in the job and i, I work really hard at the gym to be able to keep up try and keep up with with um the guys but I mean, at the end of the day, we, you know, I'm a female and there are going to be things and there are guys that are bigger and stronger than me. And it's sometimes it's like, I oh, just leave it, I'll do it. But, it, and that, that's what I struggle with is when it, when it becomes that, oh, don't worry, leave it for me, I'll do it. And, and it's like, well, actually I want to do it and I can do it if you just let me, you know, or teach me how you do it. And then I can, you know, adapt so that I can do it. And that's, that's that's the one thing that I struggle with is um is just just mentally trying to be as strong and and I mean there's heaps of guys that I work with that I am stronger than and you know I work harder than For sure. um so I I've proved myself but eh, yes it's just a yeah that's that's I don't know how how other other women feel um when it comes to that kind of stuff but you know in my in my own mind but at the same time it's been good as well because I really enjoy um the health and fitness for myself side of things like I don't go to the I don't go to the um dairy on the other shop or the pie shop you know on the way out to a job site and buy pies for lunch because you know it's going to slow me down so so I eat healthy I work hard at the gym and I punch more weights now than I ever thought I ever would just to be able to just work. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I was going to ask you about that. Like, what does your, 
what does your training schedule look like? Or like, what do you have to do? And you've answered a few of those questions. That's, that's great. But like just getting in the gym, like having a good yeah. weight training routine mm -hmm. and cardio and eating healthy. Yeah. And it's, it's a great thing because I've been trying to get linemen in general and I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but North American linemen, um, sorry, you North or you American South of the border. Um, for the most part, from what I've seen, you could, you could hit the gym a little bit more. <laughs> I know yeah. I'm one to talk. I can always get myself in there just as much, but seriously, like that healthy, uh, being healthy outside of work and then taking that into what you do for a living and not just relying on working as your, as your as workout, your yeah, yeah. as your fitness, yeah. but actually adapting it as a lifestyle is important. It's really yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, the company that I work for, we have a gym, um, at, at, at work as well. And we have a trainer that's in there, uh, four days a week. So she, she works really hard, um, on those of us that, that attend, um, and it's a lot of a lot of weightlifting and and more weights than cardio some weeks. Um, but I, I like I like my cardio anyway. Um, like we might have a really hard session in the morning, you know, arm session in the morning, and then you get to work and, and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> the start of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you go home broken at the end of the day. But it's a it's a lifestyle. Um, line work and I and I really like it and I, I was always a physical person anyway but I I just think oh if I was to go into the office now I'd have to work so much harder at the gym to to, to maintain where I'm at with my yeah. fitness levels you know I like carrying ladders on my shoulders and walking up the hills or yeah. you know you know or climbing hills or um you know just lifting stuff and and using correct um techniques lifting techniques and all that sort of stuff is really important as well which i'm a big fan of yeah yeah yes 100 percent. because i i talked about this with a firefighter once um and they notice if you pro if you practice proper form and you train proper form when you get into a scenario where you're fatigued the first thing that usually goes out the window is things like lifting with proper form yeah. and one one instance where he noticed it was him and another firefighter went to pick up a big heavy generator and you know instead of like getting beside it bending down you know using your legs and your knees to pick this thing up like you normally would um they just you know were tired oh. they've been working hard they just kind of lean to the side grab this thing and boom there goes their back like yeah. there goes his back right um so yeah like practice like training proper form in the gym uh, you know is going to give you a better opportunity and better likelihood of using proper form yeah. when you get out in the field and the right training for for what you know what you're what you're doing for work as well that's that's what i what i usually focus on is is the movements the movements of sure. of what I do during the day and just adding a bit of weight to it. Um, yeah. just, oh, it just makes, I mean, like when I first started, I was like, this is so hard. Everything's so heavy, but now it's just, it is what it is. And, and yeah. you know, it's, it's not heavy anymore. <laughs> That's rad. See, you can train for everything. This is so valuable for, um, for people to hear, especially anybody with any of those stereotypes, like, 
Hey, females can't do it. Well, I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of weak, weak males mm-hmm. or, you know, fat males, <laughs> like, like big, big guys that can't do. So like the yeah. stereo, the stereotypes out the window, as far as I'm concerned, like you can train, you can train for it. Um, and another good thing that you said uh, a little while ago that I wanted to re-mention is that it's good for men to hear, um, to hear things that, that you're saying, like that, that ability to adapt what we, what we are thinking and what we may have as a stereotype. And just like you said, if you just show me how you do it, maybe I can adapt to that mm-hmm. to how I would do it and be able yeah. to, and that's what being a good leader is, is mm-hmm. taking the time, not, not disbelieving that they can do it, but actually like showing them how you do it and then letting them, that's what, that's what humans do. That's what we yeah. do as humans. Yeah. We like to take things and make them better and do them better. Yeah. So give us the opportunity no matter whether we're male or female. I just like to throw that out because I think it's important for men to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, m- mental health. If you found, uh, you don't have to talk about mental health at all if, if you don't feel comfortable, but I've just I've been opening up with people in the trade just because it's one of those trades that especially here in North America, uh, you do, you do a lot of travel, you get away from your family. A lot of the time you can get into scenarios, um, bad habits, things like that can wear on mental health. Is there anything that you've experienced around that or that you do to try to like make sure that you're clear mentally and, and healthy that way, not just physically? I, yeah. Um, I, I like, like I mentioned before, with um, trying to keep up with uh, the strength of the guys. Um, that's sort of where where I struggle um, mentally, sure. <laughs> and and to to a point where you know, like I'll go home at the end of the day, and and I just and I feel shit, and just. Just or you know, or there's lots of lots of talk going, lots of talk going on, and and again, there's like the egos, and there can be a whole like mixture of stuff that goes on. And if you don't talk about it, and you just go home and you just cry, I'm a cryer, <laughs> go home and just cry. So am I. And, <laughs> and you just you know, and and then some days I'll like go and I'll talk to like one of the other guys about something, and they're like oh, don't even worry about it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Or, you know, tomorrow or you, you have an accident and then everybody knows about it and everybody's like, can't believe that happened or can't believe they did that or how could they be so stupid? And and you just feel, you can feel really shit. But, you know, two weeks later, you're old news. Somebody else has got something, you know, going on or somebody's done something that's much worse. But talking about it is... is it's it's easier said than done, um, but once you get into the habit of, you know, being able to talk about it, and I think like for us females, it's really good that we've got uh, a, a good network so that we can talk about, you know, if the guys are being mean to us or you know whatever, you know, not mean, but you know, like if you're like, oh, you working with some real dicks today or whatever, you know, and this has happened and this happened and, and then they can go, Oh, well, this happened to me the other day. And you're like, Oh God, it's, it's not just me, you know? So just, yeah, it's, I, I like that, that, um, but you know, mental health is, I don't like that it's a thing now. Um, but I like that 
it's it's people are more open to talk about it now yeah. and there's a lot of training around it and there's a lot of support around it and and people are always yeah what when you think people wouldn't won't be interested and there are some people that you can talk to and and, that, and you can tell that they're straight away not interested um which is really hard but a, a lot of people are interested and a lot of people have been through it and yeah it's just just talking about it my my father um he ran a power line company for a number of years a small power line company he had a really good friend that was a lineman and this lineman was like he was like a second father to my brother and I, like he was always around the house. He was always, he lived uh, about like his house, his actual house was like five hours from uh, our little community in the place he was working on a regular basis. And so he rent, he would rent a place in town and he was always over for dinners. He was just like one of those people that was always around. And um, one day my father, you know, he didn't show up for work and ended up, going to his house and found him uh no longer alive and he took his own life and it's just always a thing that's like it's it's in our industry it's like it's everywhere especially mm-hmm. especially today it's like mental health everyone struggles with some sort of mental health issue on some level whatever level that is <laughs> at any point in time but to to let it get to that point where you feel like you are that long that, that you do something like that. It's just, it's so incredibly sad. It, he left a couple of kids, uh, you know, girlfriend, like, and families and, and just devastating. So like, I just always try to encourage, like you said, talking, talking is mm. a good, a good start. Pick somebody, find somebody that you can talk to about what you're going through on whatever yeah. level that is and yeah. start getting it out and use that as your your way to just begin uh yeah mm-hmm. I'm no therapist but you gotta I think you just have to start with talking to somebody that you can yeah. trust yeah. yeah yeah and I I a few years ago went down a path non-work related where I became quite depressed and 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 yeah. No, I mean not not with suicidal thoughts, but but I was at a very dark place, and and you you want to talk to people. You know that talking is is um, is good for you, and that's it's the best thing for it. But I I do understand how people can go down the path of suicide, you know, and everybody goes, oh, you know, I didn't know, and yeah. you know they they should have, you know, we. They could have talked to us about it, and it's like, yeah, but you also, and when you're mentally unwell, you don't want to be like a broken record and just going on and on and on about your problems. If you're stuck in a rut and you can't get out, and people are like, oh, you need to do this and you need to stop worrying about that, and that it's 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 really hard to try and like break into that really dark place to try and help guide someone to see you know, the light, or not the light at the end, the good light at the end of the tunnel, you know, <laughs> yeah. that there is a way out of this and, yeah. and it's just a phase. And, you know, if you work really hard and try different things, you know, you know, you come out of it. Um, but I do, yeah, I, I'm a big supporter of, of, um, of, yeah, of mental health because I, because I feel like I've been down sure. a sort of path for it. Um, and I've come out the other end of it and, and I'm happy to, you know, talk about it and, and help people that are going through the same, same stuff, similar stuff. Yeah. 
Is there something that you're willing to share that was like, yeah, maybe it was only your path or the thing that you did or things that you did. Well, like helped you turn that corner just as something that somebody can do to like help turn that corner. Uh, it's, it's my fitness. It's, it's, I, I, I really, sometimes some weeks I'll be really, um, really stressed out, really wound up. And I'm just like, God, I'm just, I can feel this. I can feel this darkness coming back around me. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't been for a run in like two weeks and I'll go out and I'll go for a run. And, and I'm not a fast runner it's a slower, or a walk. You know, we've got a big, um, a big mountain, you know, here in Hawke's Bay um, that, you know, it's about an hour, hour, hour round trip up and down. Yep. And you go out there and you just w- walk and you, you're in your own thoughts. But I've, I've found that I solve a lot of problems when I'm out, not in the gym, when I'm outside and I'm out running or I'm out walking yep. or I'm out, you know, doing something, getting some fresh air. And it's, it's hard because it's hard to get people, you know, when, when you are in that really dark place, hard to get outside and do fitness and that, but it's the best thing for you. Yeah. That and like St. John's Ward. Yeah. yeah. St. John's Ward pills. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I, I, yes. Fitness is like, I, I went through a separation from a long relationship and mm-hmm. kids involved and all that. And the thing that I really, really held on to was, and I'm not a runner and I really haven't ran since then. I enjoyed running. I, will not break any sort of speed records. I'll break the slow records. <laughs> I built like a diesel engine. I'm not like a finely tuned formula one car. Here. I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but I loved it. I love, I loved it. I never thought I would. I always used to say that, Hey, I'm not, I'm not built for running Yeah. until I started trying it. It was just, mm. and then also, yes, hiking, getting out mm. in nature, getting on fresh air, like all of those things was like a major, major thing for me. And it still is. That's what I go, That's my go-to as well. Yeah. When yeah, I'm, it's yeah. It, people go. Oh, that, that's the mentality. It's like when people think about running, they're like, "Oh God, I'm dying thinking about it." You know, but it's like it's not that bad. If yeah. you're not running a race, you're not trying to like yeah. beat anybody. Yeah. You just find you do it at your own pace, and and the sense of like accomplishment when you've you know, if it's something that you, you know, decide that you want to get into and you yeah. pushing, you know, a kilometer or a mile, you know, each, each time you just like, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding. Yeah. It's, yes. it's a rewarding. Um, and it's neat because if you actually track it, like if you got an Apple watch or something yeah. and you're, you're tracking it, you'll see your, t- like I saw my times change and it was actually like a cool feeling. Cause I'd literally, yeah. when I started out, it was like, it, it was my, my running, my jog, I could have walked faster than I was jogging. I was yeah. jogging like that slow. Yeah. And then I, eventually I was doing pretty good for myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, very cool. Thanks for sharing all that stuff. That's, that's really cool. Uh, any other advice for, uh, young people getting in older people getting in, but anybody getting into this trade, male, female, anything like that advice for them that pops in your um, head? Just, yeah, I think I've pretty much covered, you know, everything anyway, but just being positive and, you know, if it's something that you really want to do, be positive and show that you, you know, be proactive and show that you, you really want it and ask questions, be honest, you know, it's just, it's all those, you know, really positive things that, that you can, you know, 
be to to get into the trade and be good at it and yeah. you know have people people want to work with you if you know if you're that kind of person positivity is definitely something the yeah. world needs more of so if we can bring it into this industry it's only a bonus cuz the more positive we can be the the better off like nobody wants to be around anybody that's negative no, i yeah. certainly couldn't stand it when like yeah. throughout my entire career and personal life don't like being around negativity at all i really feel yeah. it and i don't really brings like you it. down oh i just somebody's you know yeah. so, even if you know somebody's having a bad day and it's their own it's their own thing but it also brings you down. It's got nothing to do with you, but it's it's really hard to work with with negativity on a job site because that energy transfers. Like mm -hmm. and being positive transfers just the same way. So yeah. I would say crank up the positivity. Yeah. <laughs> Be the person yeah. that cranks the positivity up instead yeah. of the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Em. I've had you for a little over an hour. One more question uh, before I let you go. Uh, self-study reading books i don't know if you do any of that listening to podcasts what's your go-to or is it music something like that what do you do um, you any book or music fan yeah. what's uh what's on your playlist oh i'm a big fan of um i you know people are like what's your favorite music question but i'm a big fan of the likes of calvin harris he's nice. my go-to he's my go-to go for um for the gym he's my go-to for everything yeah. yeah um but i i dabble i i we get to job assignments like oh who's on the bangers today and it's like oh we go we go through what i love about spotify is that yeah you can you can type in like any genre of Indeed. anything and yeah. then you can and then there's like a radio for that genre and so you look at the music and you're like, oh, okay, this is us for today, you know. And it could be like old school hip hop and R&B, or it's like early two thousands, or it's like yeah. old school rock, or whatever. And it's just music. Music makes me happy, and it, yeah. and it, and it makes a lot of other people happy. You know, you see see people tapping out to music, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. You know, you it's it's something that brings everybody together. Um, yeah, I mean, I like reading and I listen to podcasts, but but music is music is my thing. Yeah. Do you have a book recommendation? <laughs> not probably not one that, that I'm not. <laughs> That's cool. Actually. That's all, <laughs> all good. <laughs> as long as your favorite podcast is this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one. And actually, um, another one is, uh, call her daddy. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. I know where you're going with the books now. All right, yeah. folks. That's a wrap. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, honestly, for taking time out of your day to do this. It was a great pleasure to talk with you and very nice to meet you finally. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's, I was really, really honored when you asked me, um, to speak on it and, and just, just to be able to get the word out there for, for the, the women in the industry and, and that it's, it's really cool. It's really cool that, that there's more of us joining and that, that we're being welcomed as well, you know, as into being, you know, part of the brotherhood. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think it's important. Like it's, uh, and the way I've always approached this podcast is it's, uh, the individual's story. And mm. I grew up around line workers and they have fantastic stories, not only from work, but 
just their own personal journeys through life are interesting yeah. and that's what i've tried to portray in this so yeah thanks for being a part of it oh thank you so much the storm is coming.